You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Father Brian Christensen. And I'm Karen Gibas. We are broadcasting live from the broadcasting booth high <laughs> above the Cathedral Our Lady of Perpetual Help here at 520 Cathedral Drive, Rapid City, South Dakota. And it's a beautiful Friday. I, I like how you say that. The broadcasting booth and I look around we're sitting on couches we are drinking coffee we it's a very very comfortable, comfortable. <laughs> broadcasting booth. it's a very comfortable so, one it, uh, it's, I love it thank you so and much and the coffee for, is good last time we were together we were a little short on coffee so we were we had to wait till about halfway through the show to get coffee and it was and the first part of the show is a little edgy it was it was <laughs> I guess. So, Live and learn. Show up with coffee as you get started. It's a beautiful Friday, and we just had a great conversation with uh, Chris Motes yeah. uh, from the South Dakota Catholic Conference, and uh, really uh, great insights uh, into he, our responsibilities. Yeah, he never disappoints us with no, his he's, insights. Uh, he's fantastic. Uh, celebrating his uh, one-year-old's uh, birthday, Benedict's yeah. birthday. Happy birthday to Benedict Motes today, and... Uh, the whole Moats family. So. Yes. I also want to do a shout out to Wendy, my friend Wendy. Happy birthday, Wendy. Wendy's birthday. All right. Well, now we're going to get a whole birthday I list. Know. You know, I have to start singing and celebrating. Oh, my goodness. When Send us cake. We like cake. <laughs> there we go. We needed coffee last time. Now we need cake. <laughs> Noel, we have with us today um, Anthony Flores. Uh, Anthony is uh, here in Rapid City, a school teacher and a faithful Catholic uh, in the church here. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago, and we ran out of time. Uh, Anthony has a great story of the way in which God um, entered into his world, entered into his mind, entered into his heart, uh, and brought him, drew him closer to the Lord. Anthony, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing really well. Welcome back uh, to Real Presence Live. I'm here with Karen, and uh, we we left off, I think, you were talking about um, kind of a, a, a colorful youth that you had, um, and uh, and how the Lord had worked uh, to bring you um, back to the, the life of grace in the church. Could you just kind of briefly catch our listeners up on, on that, that journey that uh, brought you through? Sure, absolutely. I, uh, well, I was actually born and raised in California and uh, really didn't have any background, I would say, in, uh, in the church or in any church for that matter. Uh, grew up pretty secular, I would say, and um, had a bit of a resentment against the Catholic Church that stemmed from uh, my mom when she uh, had me, wasn't able to baptize me because a priest had said uh, that I wasn't, uh, that I couldn't be baptized because my dad had been married before. So that, uh, I, of course, I know today that's not true, but at the time I allowed that to really kind of, really kind of uh, makes uh, make me upset about uh, what's going on. So... So after that, I uh, I spent many years out there, the colorful past you talk about, and uh, sorry, I'm a little out of breath. I still recovering a little bit from uh, the COVID virus right now. Yeah, no, you uh, you, uh, you you take were, your time. Yeah, you had you tested <laughs> positive uh, last week for COVID. How, you doing I okay? Did. 
I am. I'm doing good. I but it's just the shortness of, of breath, huh? Yeah, it just comes about every once in a while. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, but I'm doing good. So, but uh, anyway, I as as we fast forward and I come out here to Rapid City, and I've been here since 2004. Uh, really, that everything began to change for me. Um, I got sober, and God came into my life, and and I began the search, and. It's amazing the way God works. He ends up um, having me work in a Catholic school, you know, which I thought, yeah, I thought I'd already made amends to you people. I guess I didn't do. <laughs> was, that, um, was, was, was accepting the job in the Catholic school kind of reluctant or something that you looked forward to at that time in your life? You know, I would say I was, uh, I was okay with it, but... Uh, I wasn't really looking forward necessarily to having to go to mass every week, although I didn't know what that meant. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I was actually Lutheran at the time. And um, so I was going to church and every week and I was actually ended up being president of the church of the Lutheran church, which is a little awkward when you're discerning on being Catholic. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, right. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, so when I got there, all I did is I said, I'm going to be very respectful. And, uh, and the amazing thing is uh, the way that God works when you're in Mass, at least this happened for me, is I began to just notice. Like, man, that's like part of the Bible there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just re- really starting to get into reading the Bible at the same time. So I'm like, hey, I've heard that before. That sounds pretty familiar. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm just trying to do what everyone else is doing. You know, they say it's Catholic, uh, what, uh... Calisthenics, is that what you're... Calisthenics, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. So, (laughs) you know, the deal and all that. But I was, you know, starting to be curious as to why. And then some of the things that were just hit me that were just so powerful when we cross our, uh, you know, when we cross on our forehead, on our lips, and on our heart, and I was like, what is this all about? And and I ran in and I asked somebody, and, and I'm like, man, that's beautiful, and... And then every little piece of the mass just started to really kind of build within me, I guess. And, and I just started realizing that, man, I think I'm supposed to be Catholic. So and the mass experience, the mass experience was something you were experiencing through the school. Um, were you starting yeah. to go to Sunday mass at this time or were you still, um, going over to the Lutheran church on Sundays? I, I was just going to the Lutheran church on Sundays. Okay. And, uh, and, and then so, the, but I, they, but the, the mass is at the school. Mm-hmm. Correct. We had mass at school every Thursday, and I just started really just getting a part of that. And then as I began to discern and think, maybe I should be Catholic, I started going to both. So okay. I would do the okay. Lutheran church in the morning, and, and I would go to the Catholic <laughs> church at night for mass. Okay. Okay. Sundays. Okay. Nice. What was it... Um, at, what was it as you were entering into both the attentiveness to the, the prayers of Mass and, and um, the, the whole liturgical life, um, and also, you know, kind of gaining an appreciation for the, the, the postures, you know, doing what everyone else is doing? How, how, where was the Lord in all of that, would you say? What was He doing in your heart? Uh, you know, I think I just heard a lot of people uh, uh, that, that were, like, refusing to kneel. Uh-huh. Uh, during schools because they weren't Catholic or they just, you know, uh, they maybe they went to the school, but they they didn't want to be a part of like all of that part of it, you know, and I, and, and I started to ask and I just, I don't know what changed 
I, I assume it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, but I mean, uh, what really changed for me is that I started looking at it from an entirely different angle. I, instead of saying, why am I doing this? Why would this happen? I started saying, God, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And I started to ask the question of how does this play a role in my life? And that was with everything, the disagreements I may have had with Catholic teaching. I was like, you know, well, God, you tell me why I'm wrong, instead of me telling you, because if, if it's my opinion, then I'm God. I mean, yeah, if it's, yeah. we're going to base it all on, and we're in big trouble if that's the case. And, uh, you know, so there was, a, there was just this change in the way that I began to, I guess, uh, see how God plays a role in my life. It wasn't about him confirming my opinions, my thoughts, and it was instead asking him um, where it is that I'm supposed to be. Well, that's a real work of grace, I would say, because many times we can get caught in our own heads, ruminating, reflecting, just allowing these thoughts and arguments to go round and round in our own head. And instead of really turning them over to God and having a conversation with God, and it seems like, as you say, the grace of the Holy Spirit inspired you just to turn this over to God. I'm, I can't figure this out. I'm not going to you know, play God in my own head. Lord, what is this about? Show me the way. Teach me. Right? Absolutely. It was, yeah. it was exactly like that. And then as I began to just really be more inquisitive, uh, about different things like the, the history of it all, right? Uh, if the Protestants are right, then that means God changed his mind 1,500 years later. Yeah. And so I said, that, there doesn't seem to be something right here, you know? <laughs> um, I, I just, it just didn't fit well. I, and then, you know, then people would say, well, you know, Jesus started the Catholic Church, and I was like, uh, well, okay. I mean, he probably wouldn't start what he was going to change later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just all these things. It was everything. It was the intellectual adventure, which, uh, you know, people like Scott, Dr. Scott Hahn, really, really affected me in some of his writings. I love to read, and I started reading a bunch of books on theology, and his book, A Father That Keeps His Promises, probably yes. uh, was a huge part of what made me a Catholic. It was like mere Christianity turned me into a Christian, and A Father Who Keeps His Promises... Uh, sent me to the Catholic Church. And it really was huge, because I had, you know, I'm not probably the only guy in the world that has father issues, but, but you know, I really struggled with the good cop, bad cop kind of, you know, Old Testament God, New Testament God. Sure. And that sewed it all up. It changed everything for me, and it even opened up the Mass even more. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about uh, when all of this is going on, uh, you're at the Lutheran Church, you're teaching uh, at the Catholic School here in Rapid City, you're going to um, Mass with the students on Thursdays, the whole school community, um, you're starting to read more. What? At what point do you say, yes, I want to be Catholic, or do you start the RCAA? Did you visit with a priest? What was the step that you took um, to come to make that uh, a process uh, of moving towards initiation into the church? Well, well, I started going to, uh, I started going to mass every Sunday night and I was really discerning at that point. And, and it was tough because my wife is born and raised Lutheran. So she's still Lutheran today. Mm-hmm. And so we were struggling with all that. Um, but we, there was just one time that we were both part of the council for the Lutheran church 
And we just had this meeting, and they were looking to really actually, uh, the pastor wanted to um, bless or marry same-sex couples. Mm-hmm. And it just hit us. It hit us. And so we went home, and we started reading the Bible. And all of a sudden, it brought us together. And I believe it was that moment where I had said, that's it. I mean, I'm going to go to the church that this is their beliefs, this is what they think, and they're not going to change that just because it's either culturally acceptable or it's something different. All right, Um, Anthony, uh, that's a great point. We're going to hold you right there. We're going to go to a break for our listeners, and we'll be back to continue on that because I think that's a beautiful insight and a great moment of grace in your life. So we're here with Anthony Flores, Real Presence Live from Rapid City. We'll see you after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new diocesan building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. As a sole provider, the needs of my growing family are something I pray for daily. I know continuing my education will benefit my family in the end, but I worry about what I'll miss while doing so. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. I'm Father Brian Christensen, and I'm here with my co-host... Karen Gibis. How are you doing, Karen? I I am hungry for cake. <laughs> yeah, well, we were, we were talking earlier in the first half of the first hour we were together with Chris Motes, and it's his... Uh, Baby, first-year-old yeah. Benedict's first birthday today, so we have cake on the brain. So yeah. uh, 
Cake yeah. and coffee. I think that would be a good way to so end the show. Very right? nice. You know, um, yeah, for all of you who are fasting on this Friday, don't yep. listen to the cake nope. and coffee ideas. No, so. no. But we're here. We're blessed to be talking with Anthony Flores, teacher here at uh, our Catholic school system uh, and a convert uh, to Catholicism. Um, he is sharing with us the moment that not only was he um, interested in the Catholic Church was the Mass drawing him into the mystery uh, of the life with Christ, um, reading uh, Catholic literature, especially Dr. Scott Hahn, and seeing the intellectual, or as he said, the intellectual adventure um, uh, of entering into the Catholic faith, um, but just the challenges of of everyday living and the decisions that communities are making, and I'm um, just that challenge that he and his wife faced um, at their uh, church uh, with regard to same-sex marriages and, and coming to a realization that he needed to make a decision. Um, where was the truth and where was that going to be held fast? So, Anthony, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Um, could you kind of continue on where we left off there with that decision and what happened next? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I, I was I happened to be president of the Lutheran Church at the time, so we're sitting on council, and as I said, our pastor was looking to Married same-sex couples, and uh, I mean, it really affected my wife pretty, pretty hard too. And like I said, what we did is we just decided to do like a Bible study, just a personal Bible study, the two of us. And okay. it had been like months since we've been able to even talk about the name of Jesus in our household. It was pretty—you uh, could cut a, the tension with a knife. But it really <laughs> brought us together, and it was really an amazing feat. Even though it was, I was pretty much convicted to, I'm going to become Catholic now, um, it, it really uh, helped our marriage kind of move forward, which was a beautiful thing, because I knew God certainly wasn't telling me to uh, um, leave my wife by any stretch of the imagination, right. nor right. nor did I feel um, that I was even supposed to necessarily quit the church I was in. Uh, I, sh- I should finish out my term, which ended in, in December. And so I did immediately sign up and went into RCIA. And I uh, did that for the nine months, roughly, that it takes to get there. Um, mm. Of course, as I've said, I have a past, so um, marriages had been something that I, I seem to have done on a regular basis in my past. And so I had to take care of those, and those did take a number of years before I officially became Catholic. Going through the, going through the process of nullity and looking at those marriages, is that what the... Exactly. It I really see. was absolutely a healing process. Even, you know, my wife uh, uh, did it, and she, uh, she said it was really healing for her. She felt a lot of healing from it as well. So we ended up having the right attitude towards that, although there were some times that were extremely frustrating, to say the least. Right, um, right. But, you know, but uh, but I started to really truly understand what marriage as a sacrament meant, and I and I just always think, man, the you know the Protestants are so we have all these theological fights, but man, why would you give up five of the sacraments, what, especially mm-hmm. the one with mm-hmm. marriage? That I just don't get because it's so beautiful. Um, I just have been able to learn so much more about what marriage truly is, and the Catholic Church taught me that, and I'm just so grateful for that because. Uh, I believe, you know, my wife is the uh, 
the recipient of good in that particular area. Sure, sure. Talk to me a little bit about you had entered into the RCIA, deepening your faith, getting ready for the sacraments, and then realizing that there's these processes of nullity, of annulments. Um, what was the time frame that, that took to get everything before you could um, enter into the, the fullness of the church's uh, sacramental life? Well, it ended up being a five-year process. Five years. Uh, okay, five yeah, years. Thank, thank God I didn't know that at the time, or I may have not done it. But uh, <laughs> um, I hear a lot of Catholics <laughs> saying, if I had to do what these guys do in RCIA, I don't know if I would do it. You know, But if when God's moving in your heart, you'll do a lot. You'll do everything. You know, it, it, I almost felt like I was in church purgatory. I couldn't uh-huh. go back to the Protestants, and y'all wouldn't let me in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm in like this purgatory. I yeah. remember explaining that one time in a in confession before I, I would say, I, I loved going to confession. Uh, even before I became Catholic, I would try to go at least once a month, uh-huh. um, you know, just get in the habit of it. And I remember just being so distraught one time. And I said that I'm like, man, I'm like in church purgatory. And the father's <laughs> like, yeah, you kind of are. <laughs> so what, what, what sustained you during those five years? I mean, again, like you said, you didn't, you weren't, uh, you weren't, you know, part of the, the Lutheran community any longer. You were in the Catholic community, but not fully participating in the life of the sacraments. sacraments. So what sustained you in those those years? You know, I, it really came down to being asked to just get actively involved. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that I started being part of the youth group, which I finally had to tell Father Kerry uh, that's probably enough. I've I already spent all day long with kids. Can I maybe do something for adults? <laughs> And I love kids, don't get me wrong, but at some point, you know, it's like, I need my nights. Um, And so then I started teaching RCIA. I actually was confirmed with the last class I taught, Mm. Uh, you know, so uh, it it really was just staying plugged in. And and the people, the people of, uh, the people were fantastic because they all really were rooting me on. You know, many mm-hmm. of the people I knew in the Catholic community, I always worry because you, you feel like an outsider. And I think that's really, you know, the devil yeah, kind of telling oh, you, sure. you don't really belong here. And, yeah. uh, you know, and that, that kind of feeling that you were get, that I got, and I knew it wasn't anybody saying anything because pretty much everybody was, uh, man, we can't wait till you try, you know, you have the Eucharist. We can't wait to see your confirmation. You better make sure I'm there. All that kind of. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, just incredible backing from so many people uh, that I had met in the Catholic Church, whether it was at St. Therese or through the school or just people I knew that had gone through similar experiences as me with the annulment uh, process and all that. So uh, that's really what kept me plugged in. And, and sure. when it comes down to it, I believe that's just God working through everybody else. Well, that's great to hear. I mean, just the, the community of believers and being part of that, belonging to that community of believers is so, so essential um, in our walk of faith. We're not meant to do it alone. And, and to have that support, encouragement, being embraced and welcomed um, is just a really powerful experience. Um, Anthony... Anthony, um, tell me, so when it's fine, all the paperwork for the annulments is done, when everything's cleared and you're ready for the sacraments of initiation, going to get the Eucharist for the first time, then a worldwide pandemic shows up. <laughs> Isn't that great? No, uh, well, you know, I know. 
Well, you know, the, the beauty of it is, is actually my, my boss, who's quite the faithful Catholic, uh, Mary Helen Olson, she, uh, uh, she wanted me to do this whole deal in front of the school, mm-hmm. you know, like sort of sixth through 12th graders and, and all of that. And, and I was, at, at some point, I figured I'm willing to do that. I thought it would be a great witness, but, you know, you right. kind of think, I don't know. <laughs> and the pandemic saved me from that, really, when it comes down to it. <laughs> saved you? <laughs> That's good. That's uh, yeah, good. my wife was certainly like, I'm not getting in front of those kids to get married again. Oh, thank you. So. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the, the, the actual circumstances of those days of, of, of the wedding, the convalidation of your marriage in the Catholic Church, and then the reception of confirmation in Eucharist. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a beautiful thing. I mean, uh, we because you know we're a mixed marriage, and I think I told you guys I thought that's because I was Mexican and she was German, but <laughs> I'm not. It's because she's Lutheran and I'm Catholic now. Uh, but I, uh, uh, but we had the marriage first, you know, and I always thought there's no Eucharist at that particular marriage because you know it's about us unifying ourselves, and I think it's a way of just honoring uh, her religion as well. But that night uh, at the confirmation, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't get much. When we went up there, got the confirmation, and there was like, you know, just a powerful moment. But the real powerful moment came when I had the Eucharist. Mm. And I'll just, I, it's just one of those moments that uh, actually still rings true every time I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'll never forget, I went up, I, I took it, I went back, and then, of course, I, I kneeled, and I just closed my eyes, and I, I, there was this unbelievable feeling that came over me, and it, it was, it just, it just was, it was just transforming. And um, all of a sudden, next thing I remember is the priest saying, let us pray, and everybody started standing up, and I was like, Whoa. And, uh, and that, that to me, I think was just, and then I thought, well, that'll never happen again. Right. I mean, that was just cause it was special and it was this moment. And I've literally ha- had that moment every time I've had the Eucharist mm-hmm. since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember somebody just told me what a grace, what a beautiful grace. And I have to just totally agree. It's been an incredible, incredible moment. Well, Anthony, um, praise be Jesus Christ for the good work that he's done in your life. And, uh, and the way that, uh, you know, as I've seen you and come to know you over these last several years, that you have shared that with so many joyfully, with great conviction and great determination. So we're very grateful that you shared your story. We wish you the best of health as you recover from COVID-19 and uh, hopefully on the waning side of that and getting back uh, to school and back, uh, back to your parish life. So God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you to Anthony Flores and that beautiful testimony to God's grace. Um, We're going to be back after the break, Karen, with a very special guest. Do you want to? Dr. Ray Garendi. Dr. Ray Garendi will be here with us next on Real Presence Live after the break. How exciting is that? Can't wait. See you soon. (laughs) 